Hello, 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 everyone. It's your favorite Nigerian, Ugo. I'm a problematic sister, Chris, y'all. How you doing? And y'all are right back here for another week of our bullshit on We Are That Podcast. Truthfully, because that's what the fuck it is at Honestly, this point. at this point, y'all <laughs> niggas really just fuck with us because <laughs> when I be editing and listening to the shit we be saying, I'm like... Are we okay? No, nah, I was listening to the um the game night episode. Oh I was my like, God. we were all on crack episode. Mess. Like, a hot fucking mess. <laughs> like, this is a clear cry for help, and y'all just keep. Li- I mean, hey, whatever. If you want to, if you want to see us be like this, whatever. But just Shit. know we we not faking it. We are not well. Like, <laughs> we are not well. Anyways, as you can probably hear, we are missing our third lovely co-host. The what she call herself. Carly, what's her name again? We're missing Carly. Y'all. Yeah, it's a little um, slow. West Indian Shorty. West Indian Shorty. Okay, now that we got that out the way, <laughs> let's move on to more important things. Um, so this week I may or may not have a quote for you guys. I think you guys have forgotten about it, and it's okay because I forgot about it too. I was about to say you're the one that forgot about it. I don't know if they forgot about it. And normally people like when they listen every week, they're kind of like on top of things like that. Um, mm-hmm. it might just be you, but because at the end of the day, who who will fight me? Exactly. No one. Okay. No I'm one. dealing with a lot right now. I Absolute, have a lot no. on my fucking plate. Yes. And y'all bitches is worried about a quote. Go on Google every week, and y'all get your own damn quote. Download CoStar, download Pattern. Bitch. They send you one like multiple times a day. So. I ain't never promised this shit. I mean, I promised it, but when I promised it, I did give the caveat that I am not a consistent person. Yes, and are. I ain't shit. So take with that what you will. Anyways, um, let's move on to the episode now that I got a little things off my chest. Actually, updates. Any updates? How you been? How was your week? Uh, this is actually, it's been a very long week. Work has been extremely, extremely stressful. I feel like I've been there for about a hundred hours straight. I feel like I've never left. This is my first, obviously, Girl, my slavery first is day. Over. It, and I feel like it isn't. Like, it's really, really bad. But I'm here. I, you know, drag myself here all the time for you guys. And for myself, because this is definitely, like, something that doesn't stress me out. So, yeah, like, other than that... I'm good. I'm alive. I'm healthy. Um, I'm I'm well. I'm not gonna say why I'm well. That's not really you guys' business. I'll tell you why I'm well. But I was about to say, wait, why are you well? What you don't want to tell? Okay. I mean, I got like some things back from the doctor. <clears throat> okay. All right. There you go. <laughs> well, I am not well. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I am hanging on by a thread, as you guys know. This is not my off season, so. Uh, God bless. It's really for the love of y'all because God I'm about bless. to cry. At any given moment, I feel like I'm going to cry. Um, but um, yeah, that's that on that. Yeah, um, we're here for you guys. So, but love who's us. here for me? <laughs> Apparently not God. <laughs> <laughs> because God keep throwing this shit at me and I cannot take it. <laughs> I ain't say I wanted all of this shit. You know what's crazy? I saw this one tweet where it was like, um, I don't know if verbatim, but it was like, I wanted to be an adult so I could curse and have sex. I didn't want to do all of this work and shit. <laughs> I was crying because I was like, bro, that's the only reason I wanted to be an adult. Like, I ain't asked to pay bills. The fuck? I ain't asked to go through stress. Bruh. Nothing. That's Every what? time, work, stress, stress, school, work, stress, stress, school. Ah, I'm dead. Sometimes I just want to just sprinkle of fun. You know what I mean? I just want to cry. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Let's move on to um, the episode this week. This episode is very fitting, by the very. way, to how I feel. <laughs> so, enjoy, everyone. Well, enjoy. this week we're going to talk about the imposter syndrome. Dun, dun, dun. No, that's not scary enough. Dun, dun, dun. It was literally the same thing, just pitched down. <laughs> no, but dun, dun, dun is like, you know. Yeah, like... Surprise, but yeah. this one's like dun, dun, dun. dreary. Got yeah, you, right? Got okay, you. It's fitting. Anyways, the imposter syndrome. So, for those of you who do not know, of course, me being me, of course, I googled the definition <laughs> um, because that's all I fucking do on these episodes. <laughs> the imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. 
quote-unquote imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. Okay, bitch. So in layman's terms, basically, you're actually doing well, but you don't feel like you are. Because, you know, it might be you measuring yourself up to like other people or whatever the case may be, but what you actually put out, you just feel like you don't deserve all of the accolades and the praise that come with whatever you put out. So what does the imposter syndrome feel like? The imposter syndrome, also known as imposter phenomenon, imposterism, (laughs) fraud syndrome, or the- Right, (laughs) bitch. One definition with the love is a psychological pattern in which one doubts accomplishments and has persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. That's what it feels like if y'all wanted to fucking <laughs> This is not a funny Okay, we're not supposed to be <laughs> Oh my god. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I had wine in my mouth and it was just funny. Was like... Um so basically if you feel like a fraud at all times, which no, I mean I do. Shit. There are there are times, let me tell you. Many a times. And um that's basically what it is. So I did want to go into it this week because um funny story. <laughs> the reason because I texted Kristen like <laughs> I don't know if you noticed the sense of urgency in the text when I said okay this week we're gonna talk about imposter syndrome because it was mad random <laughs> yeah, it was like-, like we were we were talking about something extremely <laughs> off topic it was so fucking and then random. I get a text and I'm thinking it's like uh, hey but no. how you doing <laughs> we're gonna talk about imposter syndrome is that okay I'm like, um yeah, because bitch cool. I was going through it like that's fine so. Um, this week during my rotations, right? I had like, obviously I have a patient. That's all I'm just going to say. So I walk into the room and I'm like doing what I need to do, all of that. I come back out and I'm like charting. I'm like, as I'm charting, I'm like, these motherfuckers really trust me to be doing this shit. Like, wow. Like, that's trust all, me with that's your the life? only thing that was going through oh. my mind. I was like, Wow, y'all really, really fucking trust me like this? All right, let's go. Let's keep going with it. Like, but <laughs> I'm not like, I'm, okay. That is clear. That's a clear example of the imposter syndrome because it's like, I'm not going to say I felt like a fraud, but I was just like, I felt like in that moment, I was like, what am I doing here? And Ugochi, yeah. what are you actually doing? Like, do you know what you're doing? And people are really expecting you to know what you're doing. Yeah. But it's clear, like, given my success in academia. Because, mm. you know, we that got college grads out here know, and shit. You know, so we, we out here zipping it and zooming it. Not only on the mans, but, you know, we got to zoo it for mm. our GPA. Ew. Anyways, but, like, shit like that. Like, nigga, it, it, there's a clear, like, I don't know. How, what is the word? Like, there's a clear separation of. Ugochi in real life and in her, the path to her career. Because it's like, there are many a times where I'm like, yes, I did. I, I got to be. Okay. I got to be last myself. Yes. But what? I don't know. I still don't know what I'm doing. Granted, this is not my first rotation. But in my heart of hearts, I'm like, y'all really trust me? Like, Fast. So that's why I was like, and that's why I texted Chris immediately. I was like, oh, yes, we have to talk about imposter syndrome because <laughs> your bitch is an imposter and at I was, the end of the day. And mind you, like, I was at work at this time and I was, you know, doing my shit. And I'm like, um, I don't want to face this right now because, like, I, I, I got shit to do. <laughs> like, I'm already dealing with my own shit. But, I mean, if this is what works for you, sis, I mean, I guess. I guess. I wanted to talk about something light. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No, 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 no. But I mean, it's relevant because I feel like people, a lot of people don't even realize sometimes that they're go that they're experiencing imposter syndrome and they just, you know, they don't know the, like the definition or they don't know the word to describe how they're mm-hmm. feeling. Um, I know I used to go through that before I knew what imposter syndrome was. Um, similarly to you. I know a lot of times, like, it translates from where I've been to where I am now. And sometimes you're like, um, I put in a lot of work, like, in my past. And, like, yeah, I'm good where I'm at right now. But, like, I don't 
feel like I necessarily deserve to be where I'm at right Mm -hmm. now. But like nothing about my transition from then to now negates any of the success that I've had. Exactly. And it's really weird because like, I know for me personally, it translates most in work, definitely, um, compared to academia because me and this girl right here, we went to the same college. Um, we ha- <laughs> like we used to hang in the same social groups, you know, Sorry later on in college. So I, you know, we frequented our fair share of parties and our fair share of events. Yep. Um, every weekend. Every single Multiple weekend. times a weekend. <laughs> and, you know, you only have seven days in a week. If we're out... Three, sometimes even four times mm-hmm. during the week. And, you know, we're only supposed to, quote unquote, be students, like, for three, four days in a week. Like, why is it that all that time that I spent partying and drinking and doing God, and I only mean God, knows what? Um, why should I feel like everything that I neglected to do in those times should have translated into, you know, both of us having full-time jobs and... You know, currently she's the only one that's in higher education right now. I'm getting there, guys. Don't worry. But um, it it just doesn't match up. Sometimes I'm like, I could, instead of, you know, drinking a couple shots. And when I mean a couple, I mean like seven. And then, you know, throwing it back a little bit. Not, not even a, a lot. lot of bit. You're right. Um, I could have. shit a lot. I could have been reading a book. You know, I could have been hey, writing look, some notes. Listen, we're not going to talk about could have been because. I'm still doing both. I'm still throwing it back and taking these shots. You know, still making it barely. <laughs> I did that, but you know, I'm, I'm still barely making it to class. But uh, I'm still there. <laughs> like I'm present, guys. That's Shit, all you can ask right? for me. I signed the attendance sheet. <laughs> exactly, but I mean, some of those feelings when you feel like you're, you're at least you're present. Mm-hmm. It's like you feel like you don't even deserve to, to be, be there yeah, sometimes because there's other people who really did put in the work and did put in the time and they might not be in the spaces that you're in right now. Yeah. And you're like, what did, what exactly did I do that was different than anybody mm-hmm. else? And why is, why is my path any clearer than anybody else? So like that last sentence that you just said, just like, you know, niggas be like, I felt it. Mm-hmm. I felt Facts. I felt it myself. Because I didn't, I didn't even know there are many a times, you know. Today, for example, I have an exam on Monday, and um, here I am. I definitely texted Chris and said I'm not drinking today, but um, here we are. Yeah, the world turns. That <laughs> that um, notwithstanding, what I'm saying is there are many a times where I feel as though like people will get like 70s on exam, and I walk. I'm like, I got 84. It's fine, but I'm like, what the fuck. I did not, and I know these people are busting their brain. Like, and it, in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't think it's that deep. Like, yeah. I don't understand what. Okay, so what am I doing different that they're not doing? And they're really, really, really working hard for it. And it's not really like I'm working hard, but I don't think I'm spending like 37 hours studying yeah. this shit or like, you know, right. So it's like, what am I doing that they're not doing? And do I deserve? The, I mean, hey, if God wants to bless me, I am not questioning your blessings, God. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, I don't. In comparison, to the work that we both put out, in comparison, my work is not as, I, I guess, thorough, or my studying tactics, or my practical skills, or anything. It's not as thorough as yours, where you may be putting in like. 40 hours a week doing this shit. And me, I'm like, well, I'm working 40 hours a week and I got to sleep and I still got to eat, you know, and I still got to, I got other things to do. And it's like, all right, I'm still hitting these marks. Why am I any different? Right. And it's like, at the end of the day, success is success. Mm -hmm. You know, if you make it, you make it. Some people make it legitimately. Some people do make it fraudulently. And I'm not saying that if you make it fraudulently, I'm not saying to, you know, hit me up. But I'm just saying, like, if Hit you ever up. do want to talk, I, as a child of God, my doors are always open. Facts. So. The congregation always says everybody's welcome. Everybody's so, welcome. Especially the um, 419 people who are doing scam. Um, I can scam too. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to take it that far because we are on a microphone. But what I'm saying is I will not judge you. 
Um, my door is open if you need an ear to listen. <laughs> or That's all I'm saying. A hand to take the card and spend. <laughs> And that's the that on that. Period. But, like, question. So, now that we've talked about, like, imposter syndrome, what it is, have you, like, experienced it? Because we're both frauds. Of course we experienced that shit. Um, do you think that it's, like, changed your views or not changed, but, like, created or molded your views on success and how it should feel and how it should look, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, for sure. Because I'm, like, the queen of self-sabotage. So every time I feel like I've made it, I find some way to feel like I should either fuck it up or diminish my success in some sort of way. Um, it It's not right. It's not comfortable. But I tend to do it like literally all the time. Um, you know, I have a job now and it's in my field that I studied for and while it took a couple years for me to get there, I'm like, all right, I'm sitting at my desk. I get my work done. It comes easily to me. I sit there. And for some reason, I just feel like maybe maybe I don't need to be here because I feel like there's some other person out there that needs to be here more than I do mm-hmm. because maybe somebody really was sitting in front of the computer and looking up all of these communication tactics and looking up, um, you know, how to build a marketing scheme and, you know, how to build a social media presence and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just sitting here with, not to say basic knowledge, but it, I, I guess to say common sense. And, you know, I, I just moved and I did what I had to do. Um, and it comes down to like, all right, I'm feeling this way. So maybe I'm doubting my own ability to do my job. Like, am I am I the best person to do this? Like, I've, is there somebody else that could do what I do better than I can? Or am I am I fit for this? And I should be here. And what I'm doing is enough. And I don't know. Like, I've... Success is success is so weird. Like I feel, I feel it when it immediately happens, but as it goes on, it's kind of like okay, well, it's another day. I, I think, like to me, success is very weird. Obviously, um, because if someone was to ask me, Ugochi, are you successful? I would answer and say no. Um, and it's weird because when like people look at all the things that I've accomplished, especially only at 25, it's like, well, you have this and you did this and you did X, Y, Z. And I'm like, yeah, but no, I don't think that I'm successful because I remember I mentioned this on the episode before, like, I'm, t- su- I don't know how success is supposed to feel um, because from the looks of things, you just, you know, how I, if, if. In order for me to answer yes, I'm successful. I feel like I'm supposed to have this, 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 and this. But I'm looking at at success from like a grand picture of like, regardless of age. But at 25, a six, a, a 25 year old who considers himself successful would have most of the things that I would have. But here I am looking at a 40 year old success, being like, you know, no, I'm not successful. Yet. I need, I still need X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 which is why I think my blood pressure is through the roof. Well, we're not gonna talk about that. Yeah, because that's episode. a whole other thing. <laughs> we can get into it if you want, but like, but I, I just feel like to me that whole imposter syndrome definitely molded like how I'm looking at it because I'm like, okay, others may see me as, oh, you are doing it, like you got this, you got this going for you, and you're doing this, and blah blah blah. blah. Like people have said it, like even Devontae says, and I'm like, yeah, so like I don't understand what he's like. Well. You should be happy about this. And I'm like, well, no, because I don't feel as though, one, I quote unquote deserve it. Granted, I'm the only person that worked for it. And two, I feel as though there are people who should have it for me and don't. And yeah. it's like, again, what sets me aside from that other person? And I don't I, I don't want like people to take this episode as, oh, you're not like being grateful and all of this stuff. But it's just like, it's something real. Because when I sit back and think like, for example, that night, 
um, was it Wednesday I texted you or Tuesday? Whatever. Whatever day. When, before I went in, because this is something that I've never experienced in like a clinical setting. So I was, I was a little nervous, you know, I was sweating before I went in. I was like, whew, shit. My professor comes up to me and she's like, okay, so give me like the rundown, da 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 da. So I'm like briefing her and I'm like, you know, I'm really nervous. Like I, I've never done this before. Like I'm, I don't, I don't know if I can handle it. And she's right. like, well, you made it this far. Look at you. Of course you can. And in my mind, I'm like, bitch, <laughs> that don't mean a goddamn motherfucking thing. Because how I'm, how she's looking at it is, okay, well, you're in this course for a reason. You made it this far in this program for a reason. So I know that you can handle what we're throwing at you. And to me, it's like, I never said I could handle this shit. Who told you Facts. that I know what I'm doing? Facts. So that, like, I guess, I don't know what word to use, but, like, the difference in thought from me and her is, like, okay, where did that stem from? And the only thing that I can actually see it as, because she may look at it as, like, yo, you're doing good. Like, you're really getting through these exams. You're doing this. And and I may look at it as, like, I want to cry. Every minute of this day, I want to just cry. Yeah. I know, like, for me... um, I have a I have a problem with accepting where I am versus where I would like to be. Um, you know, when it's like a bunch of people telling you, you know, oh my God, like so I'm so happy for you, you're great, like you've made it this far, yada yada yada. And not to like discredit anything that they're saying, but it's a it's a constant struggle of yes, I've made it this far. But why am I not over there mm-hmm. as well? Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're on a career path to where you s- clearly see growth. Um, not to say that like at 25 years old, I necessarily need to be like a CEO or like all that kind of stuff, which I mean, it's extremely possible. But I see when you clearly see a ladder to quote unquote, the ultimate success, I guess, it's hard to be like, all right, I'm only a quarter of the way up this ladder and you're trying to sit here and tell me that this is what success should feel like. Mm-hmm. It's that's That to me is like one of the biggest things of imposter syndrome because I'm, and it's weird because I'm also humble to a fault. <laughs> I'm very humble to a fault. So yes, I do accept like, any sort of congratulations, any sort of you're doing great, sis, like you're working hard, all that kind of stuff. And I'll say thank you. I'll say, you know, I really appreciate it. But, you know, once I say that, I'm also like, all right, like, yeah, thank you. But I'm also like not making X amount of money. Mm-hmm. I'm, this is also not my title. I don't have my own office. I don't make my own out. Like, it's a lot of back and forth within myself. Yeah. Um so not to say that I don't feel success because at the end of the day I was once a student. I was once an intern. I was once not in my field. So clearly there's been growth. And growth in itself in itself is some sort of success, but I'm not where I would like to be. And can you fault somebody for thinking that that's not You know what successful? I think? I think that that's like a real common theme of the 20-somethings. Mm-hmm. Where it's like people older than you would say, no, relax, you're doing good, you're doing fine, you got your whole life ahead of you, blah, 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 blah. But then being on this side of the spectrum where it's like, I'm not doing fine, everything is just to shit, I'm doing, I need to do this and I need to do this and da, 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 da. I feel like a lot of the times... And, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of 20-somethings have, like, this, or maybe it's just me, have, like, this, like, not a, I guess, for lack of a better word, like, a cloud over them where it's, like, I, I, there, it, it just gives me this level of anxiety where it's, like, I, I need to do this, and I need to do this in order to attain this level of success, and I need this, like, this success is, like, a moving target. Right. And every time you hit, like, close to it, it moves. So if I buy a new car, now my target moves to, oh, I need to buy a new house. If 
I buy a new house, now my target is moving. I need to do this. Now, so it's like, I, I feel as though that's where most of this, like, quote unquote, imposter syndrome, yeah, imposter syndrome stems from. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was this article on the Muse, and um, it features this <clears throat> psychologist, Dr. Valerie Young, talking about like the whole imposter syndrome. You see, guys, you know, I'm a great person because I researched this shit. Mm-hmm. Before I came, we do a, we actually do a lot we, of research for do. our episodes. Just to let you know, we're not just hopping on here like two drunk idiots. Yeah, we ain't dumb. We just drink a lot. Stupid. Yeah, I mean, we are two drunk idiots, but we still <sighs> do research. So, <laughs> um, the article is basically like breaking down where your imposter syndrome can stem from. Obviously, there's more than like this many realms, but mm-hmm. like she's just like saying the the top five is which four or five. I don't know. Um, so the first one is the perfectionist. Um, and I'm not gonna, you guys can go on the muse and read this article. I'm not about to sit here and play mother goose with you yet. No. So the perfectionist, not sure if this applies to you. Ask yourself these questions. Have you ever been accused of being a micromanager? Do you have great difficulty delegating? Even when you're able to do so, do you feel frustrated and disappointed in the results? When you miss the insanely high mark on something, do you accuse yourself of not being cut out for the job and ruminate on it for days? Um, Or do you feel like your work must be 100% perfect 100% of the time? Mm -hmm. So more often than not, if you can like agree with, you know, these questions and say, yeah, that's me, your imposter syndrome is stemming from being a perfectionist. Now she goes on to say for this type, success is rarely satisfying because you believe that you could have done better. But there, but that's neither productive nor healthy. Owning and celebrating achievements is essential if you want to avoid burnout, find contentment, and cultivate self confidence. Mm-hmm. The next one is the superwoman or the superman or the super person, person, gender. I don't know. Super person. Is a very interesting. Super place. person. So, um, not sure if this applies to you. Do you stay late at the office? Do you stay later at the office than the rest of your team? Even. <laughs> I have to stop you there because as much as I feel like maybe like I might reach that pinnacle of success if I stay past my hours, I just won't do it. There I'm will so you cannot pay me. Listen, everybody knows. Once if you say I'm here till four, guess when I'm leaving? Four fifty-eight like, because I'm I reclaiming can't. my time. You cannot pay me to do over. I don't care. I'm not doing it. I don't even care if Jesus came down himself and was like, you got to stay till 4.05 to see the gates of heaven. And what are you going to do? I could could build my own gate. Like, I I can't. I'm not doing it. I can build my own gate. When I read this one, I was like, yeah, this this is definitely (laughs) not me. I read bullet number one and I was like, this surely does not come from this shit. But I mean, there's some of our listeners. I mean, if y'all like to stay late, y'all like to stay late. Bitch, I'm going to sleep. I'm going home. I ain't staying with y'all. So I'm going to happy hour or something. Just not at work. <laughs> Fucking drunk. Hey, man. I'm here. So do you stay later at the office than the rest of your team, even past the point where you've completed the day's necessary work? Do you get stressed when you're not working and find downtime completely wasteful? Have you left your hobbies and passions? Look well, at this, Darryl. nigga. Hello. Welcome. I'm sorry. Our second producer walked in. Well, primary, but second because he's late. As per usual, do say Daryl. Hello. With, no, with, with smart, smart water. water. Okay. We're not going to call you smart Daryl, though, because we don't. We're not doing that. You're not Daryl. that view. <laughs> Anyways, um, do you get stressed when you're not working and find downtime completely wasteful? Have you left your hobbies and passions fall by the wayside, sacrificed to work? Do you feel you haven't truly earned your title despite numerous degrees and achievements? So you feel pressed to work harder and longer than those around you to prove your worth. I don't know. That I feel ain't like me, that man. You might need to go to therapy for that one. It ain't I, me. Whatever. It ain't me. So imposter workaholics are actually addicted to the validation that comes from working, not to the work itself. Start training yourself to veer away from external validation. The article goes on, but I'm going to stop it there because, child, that's fair. Help. I mean, it's fair, though. The Sometimes third one is the natural genius. So if you're not sure that this applies to you, answer these questions. Are you used to excelling without much effort? Yes. All right, bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, she said yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, do you have a track record of getting straight A's or gold stars in everything you do? Honey. Were you told free? <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. You okay? Continue. 
Do you want to turn this into the Christmas therapy episode? Nah, I'm trash. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. ahead. Were you told frequently as a child that you were the smart one in your family or your peer group? Do you dislike the idea of having a mentor because you can handle things on your own? Do you often avoid challenges because it's so uncomfortable to try something you're not great at? So to move past this, try seeing yourself as a work in progress. Accomplishing great things involves lifelong learning and skill building for everyone, even the most confident people. Um, The next one is the soloist. Um, Do you firmly feel that you need to accomplish things on your own? Quote, I don't need anyone's help, end quote. Does that sound like you? Oh, sound like me. Um, Do you frame requests in terms of the requirements of the project rather than your needs as a person? That's me. (laughs) (laughs) You should see our group chat sometimes. Oh, my God. Um, The next one is the experts. Do you shy away from applying to job postings unless you meet every single educational requirement? Are you constantly seeking out trainings or certifications because you think you need to improve your skills in order to succeed? Do you shudder when someone says that you're an expert? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, read me, child. Yeah, I hate, when, I hate when a fucking article reads you. Even if you're in your role for some time, can you relate to feeling like you still don't know enough? Mm. It's true. There's always more to learn. Striving to bulk up your skill set can certainly um, help to make you stride help you make strides professionally and keep you competitive in the job market. But taken too far, the tendency to endlessly seek out more information can actually be a form of procrastination. Mm -hmm. Drag me, bitch. Start practicing just-in-time learning. This means acquiring a skill when you need it, for example, if your responsibilities change rather than hoarding the knowledge for false comfort. Um, Realize that there's no shame in asking for help when you need it. Um, No. Um, if you, if you don't know how to do something, ask a coworker again. No, no. Um, if you can't figure out how to solve a problem, seek advice from a supportive supervisor or even a career coach or no, change your you. job. Um, yeah, I could just quit mentoring junior colleagues or volunteering can be a great way to discover your inner expert when you share what you know and not only benefits others, but helps you heal in your fraudulent feelings. This is interesting because I feel like, I feel like in um, hearing these types of imposter syndromes, both of us identify with different ones. And I feel like in our friendship, we kind of know why we feel the way that we do. Like, I know that you were the last one. Um, I the think, last two. And I think I was the the expert and the soloist. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, I... Even, like, coming onto this podcast, right? Um, between the three of us, I was the only one with podcast experience, right? And in the beginning, I kind of felt like I had I had to be the one to know everything, mm-hmm. even though I didn't. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm only one person. I, I'm not the podcast master, you know, but I know a little bit in order to, you know, at least record some shit, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to know that there's even multiple types of imposter syndromes out there definitely, because you can have similar experiences, but have them stem from different external factors. I know mine started when I was a kid like my cousins, and I know some of my cousins listen to this show because we've had conversations about the show. So Lauren, Ashley, shout out to you too. Um, we've had conversations about how when I was younger, they literally, like, I think it was like the expert one, like they saw me as the genius of the family. And my cousins were like, oh, you're going to be the one to buy me a Ferrari because you're going to have so much money because you're so smart that you're going to be able to buy anything you want, including me, because you're so smart and so intelligent. I'm like, I mean, I, I, like, I know things, but like, don't put that kind of pressure on me. Um, but I mean, it stemmed from when I was younger to literally now. They say the same things now. And I don't know. Like, it's hard sometimes when you when you don't know the term for something when you're younger and then when you're older and can finally understand it you have that like brain blast moment like oh shit I've been going through this for the past 25 almost 26 years of my life Mm -hmm. so I don't know imposter syndrome at the end of the day is a bitch so take with that as you will 
I mean, I think like mine stems from like a mishmash of like all of them. Um, except the superwoman child. Fuck you. Please. And no. Fuck this job. How about that? If you need to uh, stay after work. I am not staying <laughs> one minute past. Do not ask me. Cause the answer is no. Yeah, I'll be leaving ten minutes care. Early. I'll be leaving ten minutes early because I ain't about to. Because I'm saving my time. time. How about that? Shout out to Maxine Waters mm-hmm. because. But I feel like it, it, it stems from like a bunch of different realms of my life, and I feel like it definitely affects a bunch of different realms because realms. Sorry, I'm not retarding. We're just drunk. No, um, no neither am I drunk. We're not um, drunk. I just lost a tooth, so it's a little bit hard for me too. <laughs> Yo, shout out to tooth number 30. That shit was a terrorist, yo. Anyways, that's... By the way, we're recording on a Saturday. Not that this makes a difference as to when you hear it. But we usually record on Thursdays, so it's a little bit weird. It's a little weird. It is. The reason why is because on Thursday I had my extraction and uh, your bitch couldn't say much. My face was so swollen, yo. Yeah, when I got my um, wisdom teeth out, I went to work the next day. I definitely did not. I took it like a G, but when I, I, I he was like, like the, the um, surgeon was like, oh, you were great. Like you did such a great job. Um, everything is going to, that's an imposter syndrome because oh. no, I'm not. <laughs> In my mind, when they had like pulled the tooth out, I heard and I was like, ah! <laughs> help me. I literally, like, I feel like about 15 minutes into it. I was like, oh, wait, wait, please, please. <laughs> Just one question, please. I think I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Mind you, your shit is halfway out. <laughs> but yes. Um. Anyways, I feel like the imposter, imposter syndrome. Y'all know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Um. It stems from a bunch. For me personally, it stems from a bunch of different areas of my life, and as well as it affects a bunch of different areas. Um. I already addressed like with school. Definitely, I feel like that's where um I primarily feel it the most. Work definitely because like there's times where like my supervisor is like saying, Oh, I have so much ex- expertise in this and that and to me I'm like, I'm my nigga, I'm just coasting. I'm here to just get my paycheck. Like yeah. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, to be Facts. honest. But there's this expectation of me to just know so much because, you know, I've been there for like three years and I'm one of the senior people and I'm like, okay, girl, whatever. <laughs> but um I think it it started to show itself in my relationship and it was very strange because I was like I'm not no insecure bitch but it took me a while to realize like this I don't think I should call this an insecurity because I started to feel like wow this is so great this is so good do I deserve this type shit right and or like not to be like exposed as a fraud because I'm I'm not but it was like I what did I why why me basically exactly um and that was a weird like feeling because it was like you know it's just a bitch like imposter syndrome because it's like it will really hit every aspect of your life and it's something crazy because it's not something that's spoken about a lot it's so subtle oh yeah my God. so it's like it'll be like a passing thought where it's like bitch do you really deserve this you know like that that Kermit meme. Where it's like he has the, the, hood, the hood on. on. Like, it's literally like that. It's like, bitch, you don't deserve this shit. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I don't. Like, <laughs> so it's such a weird feeling because, like, I know in regards to my relationship um, or any, like, well, not any relationship because they all haven't been good. But this one is, you know, it's all right. It's here. It's here. <laughs> I mean, whatever. But, like, when I compare it to the past, it's like, okay. I started to feel like maybe that's what I deserve because, you know, maybe I'm this type of person and, you know, karma and loop-de-loop and life is just a big fat circle, circle of life, whatever. But now that I'm in a good relationship, now I'm like, well, you know, you did do this one thing to this one person one time. Do you deserve this? That is so crazy that you mentioned that because in life, I feel like even though, like, we went through different paths both of us have been through similar paths in which we've realized like kind of during, but definitely after the fact that we weren't treated the way that we should have. And in your current situation, in my most recent situation, you sort of realize that that's how you should have been treated Mm -hmm. this entire time. And it's like, I mean, I felt like I've always maintained my genuine feelings throughout every relationship I've been in. So why is it that when somebody is reciprocating the same positive 
and healthy energy that I've given out that this is what I deserve all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. especially like, because trends fuck you up. If you know, you're used to bad, 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 bad. When you finally see good, sometimes you automatically change your mind. Like, all right, well, it's good now, but it'll ultimately turn bad. Mm -hmm. Instead of realizing that you have something good right in front of you and that's what you've needed Mm -hmm. and that's what you've deserved all along because the energy that you put forth is what you should receive back. Yes. So when you actually do receive it back, that imposter syndrome kicks in sometimes and it's like, well, when are you going to... When are you gonna fuck up? Because I'm yeah, I gotta bounce exactly. soon. So like, damn, my nigga, it's been how many? Yeah, it's been you, a couple weeks. I, like, why are you still your deadlines approaching, my nigga? Hurry up and fuck up. So like Nah, that ass because I was having a conversation with my old coworker. And this was when I was dealing with the person that I was dealing with before. Shout out to you because you're now my best friend. So well. Shout out to the homie. But um I literally was talking to her. I'm like, there has been like a three month kind of thing where it's always been like after that third month. Some somehow, some way, the nigga just fucks up. And I just, all right, like, bye. But, you know, month four came along. Month five came along. And I'm like, I don't, this feels very weird. It, it, it feels very foreign. But it doesn't feel like, it feels like I shouldn't be here. But it also, at the same time, feels like I should. Mm-hmm. It feels natural, but it feels unnatural to me. To yeah. And because of that conflicting thing, you feel like if it doesn't feel natural, then it's not right. Yep. In any like in any measurement, it could be ninety nine percent natural, but that one percent is what you'll linger on. And I had that conversation. Like, look, it's been five months, and he hasn't fucked up yet. And it sucks to know that when somebody's not doing anything wrong. That you're waiting for them to do wrong. That's big facts. It feels so big, bad. Big facts. It feels so bad. And I remember having the conversation with you about like your current situation. Like you brought it to the group chat, like everything is going so well so quickly. And I don't know how to I don't know how to do this. <laughs> like, and I was I literally said, and this is just because I had dealt with it, like it might be fast, but if it feels natural. Mm-hmm. let it run its course because something will eventually pop up. You know, it might be tomorrow. It might be a year from now, but it'll eventually pop up. But that imposter syndrome kicks in and it's like, yeah, I hear you. But because I'm not used to things going so well so soon, I'm I I'm still expecting yeah something to happen. I think like not even so soon, but like at all. For me, how I view it yeah. is at all. True. So the True. the moment when I did bring it to the group chat and I was like letting you guys know, like yo, I don't know how to do this. I had a breakdown before then because I was like, yo, it was like a weird. Again, I didn't have the terminology for it. I didn't have the name imposter syndrome, but. Now that I know, obviously, but at that moment, I just felt guilty because I said it again. I said it on, I think I said it on an episode before. Maybe I said it to y'all. Whatever. Same thing. (laughs) Um, There was a moment where like, we're both sitting in the kitchen and he's like minding his business, you know, cleaning all of that. And I just started crying because I'm like, yo, I feel guilty. And not that I did anything. I just feel guilty because it's like. I feel like I don't deserve to be in something this good. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. It's not to say that I feel as though I don't deserve good things, but it's just like, yeah, like everyone says, you know, I deserve this and I deserve that and blah, 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 blah. But then when you get it, it's like, oh shit. Like now I feel like this weird feeling where it's like, well, maybe I'm a fraud in this aspect. Maybe, you know, and the reason why God has been giving me all of these trash relationships or trash jobs or trash like experiences or friendships, whatever, is because I'm a bad person. And yeah. now that I'm in this good thing, I feel like, okay, I'm still a bad person. Why am I in this? Like, you know? And for me, like, I also take imposter syndrome as I kind of I I at least I used to. I used to give people a door to get out 
so that oh, yes. I don't have so that I don't have to so deal have, with yep. it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't have to do that. Like if I feel like something is going well, I shouldn't have to have that door open like all right, I just want you to know that if you don't feel like this is right or if you feel insecure about anything that's going on, you are free to leave and you're free to, you know, do whatever you want and I won't feel any kind of way. And it was like a almost like a self-serving bias cuz like if he decides that he wants to be out, then it's it's oh, proving I mean, me yeah. right mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, well you shouldn't have been here anyway because somebody who really wanted to be with me would have stayed. But it's also like, well, I feel like I don't deserve shit anyway, so I was right to have given him the door anyway. See, the craziest thing for me is I don't give the door, bitch. I take it. I'll be out. I'll be like, I'll be like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, I remember the first argument that we had. It was like, I I told y'all this. It was like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. And mind you, the nigga lives all the way in Westchester. Stop arguing so early in the damn morning. And all y'all, and all y'all know that I'm asleep. So you could be mad all you want, but I will not read that shit until say it. I won't be. I won't read it until six a.m. And you're gonna be mad when I don't read it. See, the thing is, this wasn't even a matter of reading because we. I was at his house. (laughs) I told you he lives in Westchester. I clearly live in New Jersey, so I forgot what the argument was about. Though I honestly, for the life of me, I can't remember. So that's how I know it was stupid. Good. Yeah. Good. So it's like two a.m. We're in bed. He's like half sleep, and I'm like a demon. I'm up. So we start arguing all of a sudden, like, because we were both laying in bed. All of a sudden, I get up and my feet are now at the edge of the bed. And I'm, I, look you know, at my you stairs. You know that's when you mad. Stairs. I was like, <laughs> so, you just keep the nerve to just like, lay there. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going. But in my heart of hearts. Because you're not in your state. In my, yeah. In my heart of hearts, I was like, I'm going to fuck home. Fuck this shit. Like, <laughs> you had to think about. It's very clear that something is wrong with me because at 2 a.m., why would you be driving back to a different state? If I got a text <laughs> from you saying, I'm on my way home and that shit read 2.37 a.m., I would have looked at you like you were no, on but legitimate ground. Honestly, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm so used to, like, my... this. It was a bad... Like, honestly, has he has taught me to stop doing this. Because my strategy was, you know what? Drop a bomb and be out. Don't give that motherfucker. Because if I'm arguing over text, I'm going to drop my bomb. I'm going to block you. That's it. I'm not. I don't I don't have time to hear what you need to say. If we in person, I'm dropping my shit. I'm finding the nearest door and I'm out this bitch. Fuck you. So it's like the, the next argument we had, like I was already putting on my shoes and putting on my coat. It was a normal time. But I was by the door. Like, I'm arguing, and I'm like, all right, I'm out, because fuck this. I knew this shit. Da, 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 da. And it's like, nigga, what? So it's like, as you said, it's like a, a like, you just prove yourself, you, well, you try to prove yourself right. And that's what I've been knowing, like, and that's what I've been doing. It's been working for me until this motherfucker decided to come and be like, it's not healthy. It's not what he's supposed to do for a relationship. Boy, shut, the shut fuck your up. mouth. How about that? How Stupid. about that? Anyways. <laughs> um, just, just kidding, just kidding. Valentine's Day is around the corner. Um, Everybody, do what you got to do. Can't to fuck up Valentine's now. <laughs> <Day>. <laughs> um, have you ever felt the imposter syndrome as a black woman? Ugh, yes, absolutely yes. Um, and it's funny because um, I currently have two jobs. So at my secondary job, um, I'm in a position of leadership. And when I was actually in office at that job, um, you know, I'm very, when I'm at work, I'll do my work. So I'm not doing my work to prove anything to anybody. I'm doing my work because I got to do my work. Um, But I'm also very opinionated. So if somebody says something and I don't agree with it, I will let you know that I don't agree with it. And I will tell you how I feel to hopefully we can come to a compromise about it. And I remember one time, one of my white coworkers, I found out that he said that I was being very aggressive. Be and aggressive. Be, I'm be like, aggressive. This isn't bring it on. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not a cheerleader. So I'm not understanding how I'm aggressive. And mind you, um, I don't think that being opinionated is being aggressive. <clears throat> I think being opinionated is having an opinion. Mm-hmm. 
And you might feel like it's aggressive because it's different than yours, especially if your opinion is the one that normally comes to pass. But when somebody challenges your opinion, you might feel it's aggressive because it's something that you're not used to. And unfortunately for you, I don't give a fuck about that. Mm. So for somebody to have said that I was aggressive and for my opinion to have gone to pass, I'm like, well, yeah, like what I said came to pass, but like, what was it that I said this time versus any other time that made me feel, that made anybody else feel like y'all should listen to me? Felt like I was, you know, undermined for 11 months out of the year, but this 12th month, you guys decided that you wanted to listen to me. It felt like, you know, there were white man upon white man trying to tell me that I can't do what I want to do. My supervisor was a white guy. My manager was a white woman. So me looking how I look, I'm like, well, my back is already against the wall. I'm already stereotyped and y'all don't even want to, you know, believe that I'm stereotyped. And I don't know, anytime I feel like I have a voice and I want to state my opinion, I feel like I shouldn't because one, I feel like it's not going to be taken seriously anyway. And it's going to be misconstrued as aggressive. I'm going to be the mad black woman. I'm going to be the person who doesn't care about um, the growth of a company or how anybody else feels. Um, I don't. Which, you know, I definitely don't. But at the end of the day, like, I'm here to work and I won't have a job if this company fails. So, um, I mean, I won't have this job if the company Thank you. You better correct yourself, sis. You always going to have a job. I won't have this this job if the company fails. So, who am I to just be like, well, bitch burn down. Like I I I, I want to keep my job. So, I don't know. Like as a black woman, you kind of just feel like when people don't look like you that are above you, you just feel super inadequate and you don't nothing that you say matters. And when it does matter, you feel like they're trying to prove something whether it's oh, we finally listened to the black girl or oh, um we're diverse, so you can see that you know our entire corporation can be all encompassing and everything is all good. But no, it's because my, I could I could look like a white woman, I could look like an Asian woman, Spanish woman, whatever the case may be. I have a voice like anybody else does, and it's just because of how I look that you might have felt threatened or anything. But it doesn't mean that whatever I actually said is any more or less important than anybody else. So. I think it's weird. it's it's weird for me because I've never I I can honestly say I've never experienced it being a black woman. Um I think in like regards to what you were saying not because of like anyone's race or anything. I just feel as though it's more so because cuz if somebody if if they if I have well I do have white boss. Do I have a white boss? She just quit. Sorry. Anyways, um if I have white bosses and I start to feel inadequate because of their race or whatever, I I don't actually, I don't see myself feeling inadequate in that sense. I feel like as a black woman now, it, it makes me feel like, oh no, I need to prove as though, yeah, I'm right. Like I know what the fuck I'm talking about and I'm going to have all my ducks in a row and I'm going to have X, Y, and Z. And I'm, if you need proof, I'm going to have like four page letters showing you proof and I'm going to have my resources and I'm going to have all of this stuff. Because I know there's going to be someone in that room who's going to undermine me or try to make me feel as though I am inadequate. I feel as though that <clears throat> I feel as though that is the reason why I can say I've never felt that um, as a black woman. But I definitely do like get what you're saying in regards to like you know oh let's finally listen to the black girl in the room. Or if I'm at the table full of like seven white people and I'm the eighth person and I'm the only black person, I can feel that um, imposter syndrome as to why am I here. Um, it's definitely common, especially being a younger person or a millennial, as most people say. Being a millennial is like one you're already faced with that challenge of as we said before, like why am I here? Like in this moment, what did I do to deserve this? Or um, is my work really that great that has put me in this position of possibly a CEO or anything like that? Or 
um, you you already have that feeling, and now you're you're putting more of that imposter syndrome on you, saying, okay, now that I'm at this table, I got my seat at the table. Um, everybody's white, so was my work really that great? And then on top of that, is it enough to make me enough to be sitting here with a table full of white people? Um, so I feel as though, like as you were saying, like that can add to it. Uh, but I mean, I know me personally, I've never felt that type of way because, mm-hmm. um, I'm the shit. <laughs> um, so well, like, at least I portray that. Um, no, that's a good, no, that's a good segue though, because how do you, in the space being a black woman with white coworkers or anything, how do you exude that confidence or like, where does that confidence stem from? Especially when you face imposter syndrome and other aspects of your life I think um most I would say my confidence stems from like in 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 the idea of like a workspace being that I do yeah I work with white people okay um because I know and even if it's not true I hold the view that one of them is already looking at me to make a mistake and not Mm -hmm. to be on my shit um, and I say often when I'm at work, my work ethic is the thing that I hold most dear to me because I know I work hard. Like I, I, I'm not doing this shit by happenstance. Like I'm really working hard to achieve, uh, achieve X, Y, and Z. So as I said before, like if I come to you and I already know that you're holding this view that, you know, oh, here comes this black girl. Maybe it may not be outright. It may be something subtle. If I come to you with that, my confidence to even come to you with anything is going to stem from the fact that, again, I've done my work. I've done the research. I have my resources. I have my four-page letter showing you. If you try and like say, oh, well, what about this? I'm going to show you. Here, look. Blah, blah, blah. So in that, I, th- I think my confidence comes from my work ethic because I know it's so, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm a sharp-ass bitch. may not seem like it on the mic because I seem like a mess, but I work. Sharp ass bitch. That's what it matters. <laughs> but that's definitely, I think, where it comes from. Because if I didn't feel confident in my work ethic, I wouldn't feel confident at work. Period. Mm-hmm. So I know for me, confidence comes in being challenged. And you know, when somebody tells me that I can't do something, and then I realize that I can do it, that that's definitely when I feel my most confident. Because when you doubt me and I do it, there's nothing you can say. Like, you can say, oh, like, well, you ain't do it such and such way, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I still did it. So, like, what are you going to say? Um, you know, it takes, it does take a lot sometimes to build your confidence, though. Because when you are self-sabotaging, like I said that I am in the um, middle of this episode, you know, you even diminish your own confidence sometimes. And I do go through those episodes when... I feel like whatever I've accomplished isn't enough. But at the end of the day, like, I know that I did it. So if somebody challenges me, they can't say anything. And that brings me some sort of gratification that clearly I'm doing something right. Um, But sometimes confidence definitely is hard to come by, Um, whether it's work, school, relationships when you're so used to negativity and you're so used to things going wrong how are you supposed to find the confidence within you to continue going on when you're so used to things going wrong um you sort of get the ideology like well if every positive thing that I do goes to shit anyway no use of trying anymore (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I just automatically assume that everything is going to go wrong. So fuck it. Instead of that confidence, like, all right, well, I'm going in with my best foot forward anyway, and I'm going to make this shit work with however the fuck is going to work. And then if it doesn't work, at least I will still have my best foot forward anyway so that I can leave and I can be my best self once I leave. I think um, maybe like going off that, maybe this could be like a prelude to the next episode. Ooh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But um, um, is it is it healthy? Because I know I hold that view of like, well, I'm going in my best for it, and I'm got this shit got to work because I got to make work because I don't got no other choice. Mm-hmm. So, 
is it healthy to have that confidence that withstands any type of trial, tribulation, whatever it is, is the case may be? Does that add to a stress level? Does that add to anxiety? I think that's something that we definitely need to like talk about because also, what do you do when confidence doesn't work? Yeah. What the fuck do you do? You, y'all told me to be confident. Okay. So then when it doesn't work, I'm like, am I supposed and to stop like, my life? <laughs> like, do I put myself on the What do I do now? Y'all ain't give me the playbook. <laughs> um, so that's definitely something that I, I think, you know, we should tackle as a next episode. I do too. We gonna see. Because we be talking shit, you yeah. know. We've said next episode for a lot of shit. Right? Might come back next episode is a game night. You never know, nigga. My nigga, fuck, fuck it. it. Like, <laughs> you get what you get when we come exactly. Nah, dead ass, just a little behind the scenes. Sometimes we be um, thinking whatever we gonna come up with the day of recording. Mm-hmm. So Two hours before, I'd be like, all right. Got the questions. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand the scramble that we go through it's sometimes. But I mean, it's all it's all organic because I mean, sometimes like we always make sure that we don't know like what's being said between the two of us. Like we don't have any like talk. Like we have talking points, but we don't have like commentary. Mm-hmm. So everything that we say is new to each other. So fuck it, fuck it, and fuck it. We're because we're not imposters to you guys. Um, that's a lie. I'm an imposter. I'm a liar. I'm a cheat. I'm a fraud. I'm I sound sometimes I be sounding so, but I be tipsy as hell. But y'all ain't gonna know. Y'all just know that y'all I probably drink wine. know. Sometimes I be slurring my words. It's okay though. <laughs> it's um, okay. <laughs> you guys still listen to us every week. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. So we're wrapping up this episode. Um, I think we got. We, I don't got a quote for y'all, motherfuckers. As I said before, I don't expect that shit no more. It was nice for the first like three, four episodes. All right, bitch. Whatever. Um, so we're gonna move on to the wine of the week. Um, this is usually Kristen's segment. I don't really know what she be talking about during this shit. So well, I brought one, and our producer brought one. So one of these are gonna be um, new to me. So the one that I brought in is called. Bird Song Hill. It's a Riesling from Columbia Valley. I don't know where Columbia Valley is. I'm gonna Columbia. say, bitch. It's no? no. Okay. No, it's okay though. Um, this is awkward. I mean, it's, it tastes like Riesling. It's kind of sweet, kind of bitter. It's twelve percent alcohol, so it's not like the most potent al- uh, wine you can have. It ain't no Taylorport. Yeah, it ain't like honey, but you know. Drink it. I mean, honey is a little aggressive. We were talking about wines. We don't have douce today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little salty about it. And we know who, we know the reasoning why we don't have salt. We um, got smart Daryl today. today. We don't got douce yeah, Daryl. <laughs> I don't even know where that nigga went, actually. Um, and we have, um, courtesy of this nigga, Moscato Mike. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. Go ahead. We, stick to your brand. Go facts, ahead. Facts. Um, we have. Santero Rose Moscato is a sparkling wine. It's cute. It's pink. It's sweet. I like it. it. Yeah, it gets the job done. You go and now it's it's festive. So get it. It's also probably on the less expensive side, I think. Okay. Okay, you spend a little, little change on it. All right, I feel you know he it. got money. You know he stuck with us. That's why. Um, it doesn't have a high percentage of alcohol at all, but that's okay because if you just want to drink just to feel like you're drinking, this is something that's good for you. See, that's another reason why I wanted to be an adult just to feel like I was drinking, like I was doing shit that I wasn't supposed to be doing. Facts, because you know when you like. 16, 17, you get that little sip of First, like wine or little mm, sip of beer. You like, oh, no, I'm drunk. No, I didn't. I actually had, didn't have my first drink until I was 18 in college. Um, this is really awkward because um, one of us was at least a good child. Anyways, what was I about to say? <laughs> wow. Sorry to uh, put you on the spot. Clearly there. I'm a fraud. Okay. All righty. No, you're just an alcoholic. That has nothing to do with fraudulence. Wow. Um. Anyways, so Fuck we're gonna everything. <laughs> Whoa, that's aggressive again. Maybe it's the alcohol. She has been drinking since she was sixteen. <gasps> you just said no. You just said it, and she took a drink as she. I said. had like a sip. I didn't have like a look. Drink. She had a sip, drink. and she had to make sure she got that last sip. alcoholic bitch. Anyways, um, aggression, alcoholic. So we're wrapping up the episode. Let's throw in our plugs. You know. Um, you wanna Okay, you can follow me personally at Kristen Dior underscore. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-D-I-O-R underscore. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. 
Um, before I leave, shout out to Not That Serious Podcast. I was on their um, podcast. There are lots of episodes. So shout out to you guys. You guys are a good time. It won't be the last time that me or any of my other co-hosts are collaborating with you. So just know. Um, but yeah, you can follow me there. Don't use Ian because I, I at this at this point, at season two, episode 13, I will curse you out. And that's just how it is. It's gone to the point where it will be a little excessive. Um, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at West Indian Schwitty. That's not your Instagram. Oh, it's not? Sorry, <laughs> it's I thought it had co-worker. to be Carly, you know. That's our co-worker. Our, oh, wow. Co-host, that's not here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm in such the imposter syndrome mode that I'm calling everybody just my coworker. These are not my coworkers. These are my follow her with Indian Schwitty. No A. Y'all know it by now. And who's that man that just walked in? Um, anyways, what I gotta point out. Follow the one that's talking right now. Oh no. Follow Ugo follow at me. Chief Ugo yep. underscore. My y'all God. know the shits. Make sure y'all follow the podcast at We Are That Pod. Email us at We Are That Podcast at gmail.com. Please email us because we will fucking answer them shits, I promise you. Actually, yeah, don't just send anything um via our personal DMs. If you want to send it, send it on the podcast DM again at We Are That Pod. And that's your best way of getting podcast. it read at gmail.com <laughs> um, this is another great episode um, we look forward to I guess y'all hearing us next week because we ain't gonna hear y'all right so uh, we gonna hear look you look forward to us next week we yeah, might be you're talking gonna about some shit. yeah you're gonna hear us when you hear us and listen go ahead because it's been two weeks since I said my yeah, period that's true. because we got these fucking frauds and imposters saying my shit yeah that was a that was a bit fraudulent of me it was and Carly last week Talking about, I sound like her, bitch. No, you don't. See, I ain't do all of that. I, uh, I, yeah, I didn't claim. I didn't try to reclaim my, my shit. Job. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. And that, everybody, is the that on that period.